Welcome to the X Podcast. We are on episode 64. Wow. Crazy. 64. 64. And, and it's we, 2022. And it is 2022. I'm with my friends, Tim and Trey. Yeah. How's it going? Good. Great. We are uh, about halfway through the first month of the new year. Yeah. And uh, how do you feel like a different person already? Oh, yeah. You're always saying like, new year, new me. <laughs> Are you? I say it. Why do you have that sign? Yeah, I got a sign across my forehead that says "New Year, New Me." Yeah, you just kind of. I am not a New Year, New Me person. You're not. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, but I mean, I like to. I, I, I'm a very much a rhythm and Mm -hmm. the kind of. You love routine. I want. I love routine. So I will be in routine. Actually, Mm -hmm. one of the things I love most about the New Year is getting back to the same routine that I had before Christmas break messed it all all up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. After all the. Christmas. And oh, holiday. Christmas, and then even the week. It's fun. I, I kind of always intentionally plan that week, and my birthday falls in that week. It's time with family. It's fun, but I go days without setting an alarm, hmm. and that bothers me. After yeah. a while, I'm like, oh, I got to set an alarm. I'm gonna have to get up early. I'm gonna have to, you know, back into that routine. And so I just, I'm someone that loves and craves routine. Yeah. And when mm-hmm. I get out of routine, it messes me up. Even if I'm having a fun time, like I go on vacation, it's great, but I'm like, oh. Yeah, I'm so out yeah. of routine. I have that inner conflict. The older I get, the more I love both travel and spontaneity, but then also routine and yeah. rhythm. And I feel it, yeah. and maybe it's, I feel like I'm getting older because um, who well, you are. I'm not, but you like this last year <laughs> more than ever. When I get back from like a time of travel or whatever, I feel it. When I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I, I miss being in rhythm. Yeah, uh, I crave getting back. So it's hard to set my alarm and get back up at three thirty every morning. Mm. So that was tough. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking sort of a routine, <laughs> we're gonna have kind of kind of a, a brief. Uh, maybe maybe today won't be a full meal. Maybe it'll be a snack. What? Maybe a snack. But I am hungry. I'll, I haven't. Are eaten. you? I haven't eaten yet today. So, are you gonna have another kiwi? What? Your you, favorite fruit? You, yeah, you always eat kiwis. Oh no. Okay. So what today, is going on? <laughs> so, so to kind of oh piggyback my. off last week, we had a conversation around New Year's. Different people are New Year's people, or they're not, or they're resolutions people, or they're not. Trey, huge mm. New Year's resolutions, yeah. goal, mm-hmm. vision board. Put them all down, no. Yeah, I'm being no. sarcastic. Actually, his wife was on last week. She, uh, inspired podcast, mm-hmm. led a conversation about it. And then we, on the next podcast, had She basically a said she is not doing anything new. Yeah. She's like, I'm no longer a three. That's what she declared. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but it was a really good conversation. So if you missed it, go back and uh, and watch. She brought a lot of. Hi, Jess. Uh, really, she's actually. She's in the room. She's in so the room right now. So <laughs> that's why I'm looking at her as we're talking about her. But uh, I thought her and Zach and Jesse just brought a lot of brilliant insight um, and uh, helpful tips. Uh, somebody actually last night, um, if you're not familiar with our context, it's uh, we're part of a church community. And at prayer night, someone said that podcast helped them so much now they're going to frame their year debbie smith and i was like come on debbie so today (laughs) to piggyback off that um i want to talk about another thing that sometimes we don't think about when we go into the near but might be actually the most important thing which is how a lot of times we think okay what am i going to do with my money this year yeah or what are my my quote-unquote goals going to be this year but it's something that is cliche but true that the 
you can spend money, but you can make money back. But the one thing in life that you can never get back is time. Mm-hmm. That, it, that in so many ways, it really is the most priceless and precious commodity. Yeah. yeah. And so w- one of the genres that's exploded in books and in leadership topics mm-hmm. is this whole concept of time management. Mm-hmm. Some people kind of twist that into, okay, it's more energy, energy management. management. Yeah. Um, I, I mentioned uh, a book I read a few years ago called One Thing by Gary Keller that, that really uh, broke into this concept in a meaningful way to me about how to prioritize your life. And then I was mentioning to you, too, I know a book you just bought, you haven't read yet, mm-hmm. Jordan Rayner, Redeeming yeah. Your Time. I listened to a podcast by him. It was fascinating. But a, a book I read um, in November that that I've still been trying to implement and uh, experiment with, but not so great so far, but uh, is At Your Best by Kieran Newhoff. He's a leadership mm-hmm. guru. And his whole is that a follow-up to his other book? Sort of. What was his he, other he, book? I don't remember. About energy management. That one know. helped me a little bit. What was the, the one he had before that? Oh, I can't remember it. I don't your be- something about your best? At your best. That's his book. Oh, that is this one. Yeah. So it's the whatever was before that, he did one where he right. had a workbook and everything. And there were some helpful things I yeah. remember in that. And honestly, this book, I mean, a lot oh, of times God. a lot of time management books kind of bleed over into each other if you've read one. But this one, I, I I'm gonna butcher it because it's been a few months, but in Christmas I feel like this is giving me uh brain fog. But read it. It's it's amazing. But one of the the concepts he has, the main principle is you can't get back time but you can leverage your time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And his whole thought is that if you study human beings and you study all of us, all of us have three zones we operate in in a day. We have a green zone, a yellow zone, and a red zone. Yep. And those time periods for all of us look different. Yeah. Some people's, so green zone is where you are at your yeah. optimum. For a, for a lot of people, that's certain that's morning. morning hours. That's morning. And he, and he, and he uh, contends that Creative no matter. sometimes no. <laughs> Mine's gone back and forth. <laughs> oh. Because, yeah, I mean... Because you used to be like a late evening night. Oh, yeah, it's like, you know, 11.30, I'd get, you know, just kind of fresh energy and fresh, you know, ideas. But um, I think you talked about as you you grow older, there's things that shift and things that change. Mm. And I've always wanted to be a morning person. I'm not yet. Mm. I will be by the time I'm 75. This makes me feel better. (laughs) You say that, but you do intense CrossFit workouts early morning. Not early morning. Mm -hmm. After my kids get on the bus, so 8 o'clock. You know, like, I want to be a – you wake up early, early, right? You said Ben's on our It's not you 3, said 3.30. I said 3.30. That was a, that was Did a, you see that kind a, of smoke? A little bit of a joke. Eh, it is what it I, is. I, um, <laughs> this past year, I pretty much got up at 5, mm-hmm. 5-ish. Yeah. But that's because I had a project I was working on I wanted to be. So, um, oh, you so got an hour after I do. Yeah, yes. That's, that's we've, awesome. We've, yeah, we've been through this. You don't get up anywhere no. close to that. No, I, don't. I sometimes have to wake you up when oh, you're supposed okay. to meet. <laughs> but, no, I do. Like, this morning, my alarm was 5.45. So I do think. I mean, I do think you're talking about different zones. It's mm-hmm. trying to figure yeah. out what is yeah. your zone. Yeah. Yeah. And then you know, as as you as you age and like you know, I have three kids. Mm-hmm. So what is my zone with my family? How does right. it, yeah. how does it work with my right. family? Because you know, yeah. if my zone is mm-hmm. you know eight thirty in the morning, well, that's probably not the best time when I've got three kids. Right. Yeah. You know that. Are, so. Well, and he talks about when you look at your green zone. You look at when you look at your life. You don't want to just look at 
where am I most productive in work? But also you want to look at how do I prioritize my most meaningful relationships? Yeah. Mm. Um, and so his, he contends that no human being has more than three to four, sometimes five. He says the most ever is five. He contends that in all his years of research, no human being has more than three to five green hours a day. And that most people yeah. have about three to four red. So green is where you're at your best. Yeah. Optimum, clarity, energy, mm-hmm. your emotional tank. Red's where you're at your worst. Mm-hmm. That's where uh, you are going to um, have brain fog, low energy. Yeah. You're going to be quicker to be quick-tempered. You're, 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 your tank is drained. Yeah. And a lot of people, that's like mid-afternoon, like three to five. And then he said, and then most of our day is in the yellow zone where you're you're just in between. Mm-hmm. He said for him, like a lot of his like mid-management meetings, he can be in his yellow zone. Yeah. Because he doesn't have to be at his absolute best to create right. content or because he uses his green zone for creating content. But his red zone, he doesn't want to have meetings when he's in his red zone, any meetings. Yeah. So it, basically his whole concept is, and he says, look, if you're reading this or listening to this, and again, pick up the book if it interests you. He says a lot of us would be like, oh, that's easy for you to say. You make your own hours. I work for a business. I work for an organization. I do this. He said, but most of us just have way more agency and autonomy over our hours than we ever realize. Oh, yeah. And most yeah. of us give time. Most of us, and he said this too, even speaking of like not just from an achievement standpoint, but from a relational standpoint, most of us give our green hours to the people we like the least and then the people that we would say we prioritize the most get our leftovers. Mm-hmm. So his whole thing is, and he has a Thrive calendar. You can actually get a Thrive calendar. And so I've, one of my goals in 2022 is to try to apply this to my life. I'm just curious for what, when you hear that, does that resonate? And if so, like, what do, what do you, because I, I consider one of the reasons yeah. I wanted to um, talk to you two is I, I'm not just saying this, I, I consider you two two of the most efficient like organized uh, people when it comes to your schedule, how you prioritize your time. I know a lot of people look up to you. Um, and so I'm just curious, what, when you think of time management, even just some of that that mm-hmm. I just threw, like what, what, do you, what comes to your mind? I think, you know, you talked about how we, we, give, we give most of our green time, green hours to people we care about the least or love the least. I think, you know, when I think about how people – People say, no, you know, I, I work for a company that I have to come in at this time and I have to leave at this time, and so I'm, I really don't set my hours. Well, well you do set your, you set your time. Mm-hmm. You set your focus. You set your priorities. And I think um, the biggest thing when I think about time management, and it's probably how I'm wired because um, I want to do everything right, and I want to have my hands in a lot, um, and it comes down to priorities for me, though. Mm-hmm. Priorities in what I'm going to give my time to, who I'm going to spend my time with. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's, it's, a weird, it's a weird balance that I probably had to come to grips with. That I, It's okay that I'm, you know, I'm not going to be responsible for um, everybody's well-being that I come into contact with. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be, you know, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't do all of it. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to be responsible for the success or the failure of everything that I come into contact with. Um, and, but instead of making an excuse and saying, well, I just can't get to it, it's like that's when I have to get to, to my priorities. And I feel like I, I try to set things in my life to, to reset my priorities. You talked about Christmas, after mm-hmm. Christmas. Yeah. It's like it's such a, it's such a weird time, yeah. um, especially for me, for what, I, 
for what I do. I come off this incredibly busy, chaotic season with work. Um, that's a lot of fun, but it's a lot of mental energy just poured yeah. out consistently for about three weeks. And then I have this lull of just no schedule, no alarm, mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. you know, kids are home, you know, my kids are home. And yeah. so we're doing fun things. And mm-hmm. so then I, I have to reset yeah. pretty, mm-hmm. a pretty hard reset. And, and so I, I, I try to really look at what are my priorities as I go into the new year. I don't, I don't like setting goals because I'm not going to hit the goals the way that I would expect <laughs> to hit them. Wait, wait, wait. You have, you do set goal. You set goal for reading books last year. Yeah, and I missed it. That's why you don't like to set I goals. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> but your book reads reading a ton. goal is insane. I know. He said, "What was it? 50? It was Fifty, and I read forty-five. You are but it's just like, a failure. I know. Oh my <laughs> gosh, forty-five books is all you read. I know what he does with his time. He reads books. I do. I mean, in the morning and at night. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that's good. So I don't know. It's like I think for me, it's pro- and, and on the people side. So I think it's. It was really, you know, Jessica and I are both, you know, still walking through a lot of this of what is it, what does it look like to not feel the weight and the re- responsibility of someone else's well-being? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it's, if it's, you know, my family's going to come first. And mm-hmm. so it's, it feels selfish at first of like, I have to yeah. rank, mm-hmm. you know, the people that I'm able to really pour into and spend my time with mm-hmm. and and both fueled by spending time with. Right. But I do that so that I can, you know, so that I can, I can right. do that for more people. Yeah. If my priorities are in the right order, then yeah. maybe I can give those yellow hours like you were talking about mm-hmm. to people that, that traditionally would have been like just off the radar completely. Yeah. I don't know. And so I think for me, it, it, it comes down to how do I, how do I set my priorities? And yeah, I think that's one of the things though that you're, you, I think you're really good at doing. Mm-hmm. is um, prioritizing your family. I've seen that in your life, and I think it's it's admirable because um, just – here's I remember something that someone told me a long time ago just in being in ministry because, you know, in, in ministry you feel that burden of you have these people that you're trying to care for, but then you have your own personal family that you're mm-hmm. trying to care for. And at the end of the day, you're going to disappoint someone. Who do you want to disappoint the, the least? Mm-hmm. You know, and, yeah. so, and it's like, and it's really hard because you do feel the weight of that. It's yeah. like, I don't want to disappoint anybody. Yeah. Right. That's been my kind of MO. Mm-hmm. I don't want to disappoint anybody. So right. I'm going to make sure everybody right. gets a little bit mm-hmm. and then you, no one mm-hmm. gets enough. And, you know, so yeah. it, it's hard. One of my favorite books is uh, Essentialism. Um, and because it, it talks about like figuring out what's essential, right? And mm-hmm. so I, I pulled up just something I had taken note from it because I think it's so good and it talks to how you like prioritize, but it, it says when we don't purposefully and deliberately choose where to focus our energies and our time, mm. other people, our boss, yeah. mm-hmm. our colleagues, our clients, and even our families will choose for us. Right. And before long, we've lost sight of everything that's meaningful and important. Mm-hmm. And so it's like coming to the understanding, it's like, yes, we have bosses that are going to dictate the hours that we Right. You know, that we spend at work and we have responsibilities. Mm-hmm. So like prioritizing is not saying I'm going to not do what they say right. or right. I'm not going to let them control. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, it's you purposefully and deliberately choosing yeah. how you're going to fulfill yeah. your job responsibilities, right. your yep. family responsibilities and putting it in a time frame that actually works. It's a, I mean, an yeah. incredible book mm. by Greg McCallan, Essentialism. I need to read that. Um, That's good. I love that thought um, deliberately and purposefully because – I found like for me, if if I don't say okay, here is especially in the mornings, 
here's the big thing that I'm going to attack and focus, like you said, my energy on. I heard Ben Stewart use this phrase one time. He said, if we don't prayerfully calendar out what is important and what our goals are and what our purpose is, he said, we'll live by proximity instead of priority. Mm. In, in other words, if I'm at my desk and I've not said here is what I am achieving in this next three hour chunk, mm-hmm. then instead of living by priority, I'll just live by pro- proximity. Oh, my, my email dinged. Okay, email. Oh, somebody knocked on the door. They need me for a second. I, I'm going to do that. Oh, the fax machine. That's, oh, that's urgency. Knocked. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to live by, by proximity. Whatever's near mm-hmm. me and grabbing my attention, yeah. I'm going to live um, by reaction instead of by response. Mm-hmm. I'm going to live... Uh, I'm not going to live purposefully. I'm going to live reactively. Mm-hmm. So how do, you, how do you find that balance, though? Because I think there's two extremes to that, yeah. right? There's the extreme of mm-hmm. I'm not going to listen to anything else. I'm going to do what I think is priority. Mm-hmm. And that's not right. That's not right. right. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you've got, other, you've got other people and factors and think responsibilities that, that sure. should dictate your priorities. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's the other side uh, of almost – used as an excuse mm-hmm. you know i've heard it a lot i've said it a lot i just don't have i just don't have time yeah. to do that or yeah i missed that deadline because i i didn't have time or i didn't have this or i i you know i had to do that well mm-hmm. i feel like those are you know we can use the excuse of not enough time mm-hmm. but it's, that's not what it is it's, it's an excuse of not prioritizing yeah mm-hmm. i've heard people say it, it's it's an indicting thing when you look at the the Michael Jordans and the Thomas Edisons and the people, the all, all these people we look up to and think they had the same amount of hours. Yeah. No. Well, yeah. They just chose their hours differently. Mm-hmm. And like you said, I think there's a balance. I think, I think too, like um, this may sound really ethereal. I think there's a different rhythm for every season. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it was Andy Stanley that wrote that book, like choosing to cheat. Like you, you're gonna in every season you're gonna lose in some area of your life. So I, th- I think yeah. part of maybe the balance speaking to is. First off, if you're in a family context, like there's got to be communication. I think it's a big part of that. So whether you're part of a team or a part of a family, there needs to be an agreed upon. Hey, I'm going to block out this schedule and just FYI, this part of my day and just FYI. Um, you know, now we live in the day of iPhones where you can have favorites, where only favorites would come through if there's a case of an emergency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there's pra- we have a, I think we have more practical. Yeah. The, the, the catch-22 now is we have more digital distractions than ever. Yeah. We also have more practical tools than ever. Yeah. And so it's like how do we – Start with priority, communicate to the people we love most, um, realize the rhythm and the needs of this season. You know, like so, some like people that are in ministry or that speak for a living have talked about in certain seasons, they just decided when their children were young, uh, they were going to lose in the area of public speaking. They weren't going to travel. Mm-hmm. Like, because I'm never going to have that time again. Mm-hmm. So that, so my because every time we say yes to something we say no to something else. Yep. So saying yes in that season to a lot of traveling and speaking is saying no no to my kids. Mm-hmm. But in a different season of life, there's a different rhythm there. Yeah. There's a different season there, and so I don't yeah, know. I, but it's good. I think one of the biggest issues with time is that we just tend to overcommit to too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I don't know if it's the drive that we have. I think we just tend to um, go into life with this idea that we we can have it all. 
So I want to have the really, really successful mm -hmm. career, and I want to be in charge, and I want to be this, but I also want to have, you know, a family, or I also want to have this side thing, and I also like this hobby, and I also like this, and I, I think it really does come down to, um, you know, you got what are you going to say yes to, and what are you going to mm -hmm. say no to, and it does, it can be seasonal, mm -hmm. that's what's nice, like, yeah. there are seasons and times, I think even with having kids, when kids are growing up, where it's like, okay, you know, you might choose, and you go, you know, I'm, I'm just not going to golf, I love golfing, mm -hmm. but it takes four hours. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't really have four hours. If I do that, that's right. four hours is taken away from being home with my kids or my family. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I'm already committed for my job. Mm -hmm. And um, I think, like you said, that phrase, I think that we should, I think we need to kill that phrase. Mm. I just don't have the time. Mm -hmm. Because everybody has the exact same amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. So whenever you hear someone say, I just don't have the time, it's usually an, uh, an indictment on they don't manage their time very well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They've overcommitted in many mm -hmm. different areas um, and and especially when it comes to something that should be a priority in their life yeah and so um, I, th I, think I think anytime we're tempted to think or use the phrase I don't have the time we should check the stats on our phone oh yeah mm -hmm. that show how I much agree. social media we consumed mm -hmm. how much Netflix how much I was thinking about that the other the other day um, because I just something that I was working through and I th and, and the stats that they have shared have been something like you know, people on average are spending three to four hours a day, mm -hmm. I think, you know, on their phones, do other things. And so then I thought to myself, okay, if you spend three to four hours on your phone a day mm -hmm. uh, on, on social media platforms, whatever, I thought, what did we do before we had the phones? Now, oh, I guess I you know. could probably go back and you'd say, well, we probably, they probably spent that watching TV yeah. instead of, mm -hmm. you know, so I keep tracing it back. Okay, mm -hmm. before we had phones, we watched TVs. And, watch TV more because younger generation I've noticed definitely watches TV less, but then they watch their phones more. Yeah. It's just, you know, mm -hmm. it's changed a little bit, but just still some of it's added together. People are doing yeah. both now. And then you go back before TV, what you're we doing. Well, they were listening to radio. Yeah. It wasn't that much. Cause there wasn't, I mean, back, back a long time ago, TV, you know, what's interesting. This is so funny how much our, our culture has changed. And because we didn't have enough time, there was a time, I don't really remember this. I was a little bit too young. Um, I vaguely do with some channels when I was really young, but there was a time when um, TV stations, they stopped broadcasting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you'd reach a certain time mm -hmm. and it goes yeah. off air. Yeah. It'd be off air, it'd be static mm -hmm. all through the night. Mm -hmm. That's when you go to bed, you don't, you know. And today we have, I mm -hmm. think that what's caused that is we don't have enough time. Yeah. And so what have we done? We've kind of, now we're a 24 seven society mm -hmm. where we aren't getting we just don't have enough time to do yeah. everything. So I, I think at the end of the day, we've got to make a decision as to what's important. Yeah. And you know, one of the things that I did la this last year um, that I think was really helpful for me was I got off social media for the, all of 21. I pretty much wasn't on social media the entire year. And um, some of it was just like, there are some apps that I have refused to download like TikTok not because it would not be incredibly entertaining. My mm -hmm. daughters will send me TikTok videos of, you know, just crazy thing, cats and this and that and different stuff. And you watch them and they're hilarious. And then I realized how tuck, how uh, TikTok works because mm -hmm. it'll show up on mine. I get to go on and without the app and just mm -hmm. see it. And you'll watch that video. And as soon as it's over, another video will pop up. And then they'll play about six seconds of mm -hmm. that. Not enough. Enough to kind of go, wait, wait, what happens to that one? And then you have to get the app. Mm -hmm. And you have to get it. I was like, 
If I had oh, this, Jesus. I would they, never stop watching videos. They go one after another, and they're great. They've cracked the human oh, dopamine code. Yes. And wasn't so, it, wasn't it? I mean, I think I just read that TikTok's web traffic took over Google. Mm, to wow. Where, to where it's the number one like internet traffic. And I think that I that wouldn't surprise isn't me. That crazy. That wouldn't surprise me. I think we are moving away. Well, I just from think that. of I think of you know people younger than me who use mm -hmm. TikTok all the time. Yeah. And they'll say, yeah, I looked up this thing on, uh, this recipe on TikTok. Or I, I know. Up this, and I'm like, I wouldn't even think about why? using TikTok yeah. for that. <laughs> I would just go to Google. Shows how old I am. It haunts me like, th there's this verse in scripture, the, paraf the message par paraphrase says, these people whittled away their life. Mm. And um, just something I've just been challenged by again, you know, recently that you know, even thinking about this conversation, I'm like, okay, I, I, I want to take back some, some agency in my schedule, mm -hmm. uh, because we all we all say the the phrase "life is short," but on a day to day basis, we don't calculate the cumulative effect. Yeah, it's just an extra mm -hmm. few minutes scrolling. Yeah, it's yeah. just an extra few minutes doing this, but cumulatively this one precious life we have and i i loved um i just loved carrie's phrase that you can't create more time but you can leverage your time and he says the exponential result in his life over the last 10 years of putting the principles of stewarding his energies towards his most important priorities in the green and then having the leftovers being like leverage, knowing your energy, knowing your rhythms, knowing your life, and, and pushing all of the things that you would say you value most, the things you want to accomplish with your life, mm -hmm. the people you want to love the best. Yeah. The like, and, and, and to, it just makes me say, okay, maybe the most important thing this year is for me to take inventory. The, the writer in scripture says, um, God, help me number my days. Redeem the time for the days are evil. And uh, and so uh, I know we've just kind of bounced some ideas off each other, but maybe just a takeaway for anyone listening and for all of us is what does it look like this year, maybe more than ever, to redeem the time? Well, I think one of the things that you could do, because I think it's kind of, you know, I don't want to be that person that's going, you need to get rid of social media because, you know, well, people aren't going to do it. Sure. And it's not, but maybe one of the things you could do is actually define the time when you're going to do that. Mm -hmm. So if you go, hey, here's my red zone. Mm -hmm. Here's the time, like from six or after dinner till whatever i get in this lull and i could fall asleep. you know whatever you go okay well if you're gonna do social media then maybe limit it mm -hmm. to that window mm. not all day every day not during your green zone time not during mm -hmm. that because that becomes a distraction because mm -hmm. i get distracted so easily and yeah. so you know i think probably number one identifying where are you the most productive yeah. Where can you actually, uh, you know, move the ball the most in your life mm -hmm. and whatever that looks like, your purpose and your career, your family, whatever that looks like. For me, it's definitely in the morning. Mm -hmm. For me, it's like I, that's there's a reason why I have certain things in an order when I do and why I like to get up early because I want to be able to spend time uh, reading scripture and prayer, journaling. And I once my day gets going, it's really hard for me to mm -hmm. find peace and to be able to do all that. So I try to do that early in the morning. I like to work out first thing in the morning because mm -hmm. later in the day, I just get so busy, distracted, and my energy is lowest later. Yeah. So I like to work out in the morning. I also feel like it gives me, just personally, it gives, I, I mean, there are all kinds of other benefits from working out. The, you talk about dopamine hit. Well, there's all kinds of chemicals mm -hmm. that get released. So I actually feel the most energized. I don't know how you feel because you've I done do. a lot of both. You feel mm -hmm. really good after working out oh, yeah. in the morning. Yeah, like, I think 
Like it, my mind is clear and sets, I'm ready to go. Oh yeah, it sets my. I mean, I would I would always say that if I work out, I'll read my Bible, hmm. <laughs> because because it sets my rhythm. Yeah, mm. and it's like for for whatever reason, and it you know, it it just starts my day when I work out in the morning. Not summertime, I like working out at night. Yeah, but in the cold winter, I'll work out in the morning. morning. Um, but yeah, it definitely just kicks kick starts my day. And mm. I think, you know, I, th- I think the, the biggest thing that I have to do and I don't like doing it, I'm not good at it is I have to think deeply. Mm. I have to think deeply about my life, my family's life, because if I, if I do that, mm. then, um, and I get rid of noise, mm. I'm the worst. Like I'll drive to work and I'll be listening to, a, I'll be listening to a book. Or listen, you know, I'll have some. I'll have my headphones in while I'm driving, listening to something. Don't That's tell illegal. people that, but <laughs> but I I just always have something because yeah. I can't, you know, when, for me to pause and to think deeply. Go, you talked about times of finite resource. Mm. Jessica's said that I have this weird thing on feeling like I'm just gonna lose. I'm, I'm gonna lose time, or I'm gonna lose. You know, there's not mm. enough. There's not enough time or not enough resources, or I want to make sure my kids have enough of this, and mm-hmm. we have more than enough. But I've mm. got this thing in me, in my brain, that that has a very like clear scarcity. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. a scarcity mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't like thinking deeply often mm-hmm. because the reality of this, the little yeah. bit of time that we actually have, mm. yeah. hits me. But I I make myself. I make myself really analyze good. my schedule. I make mm-hmm. myself analyze mm-hmm. my time mm-hmm. because sometimes feeling the weight of that allows me to reprioritize in a more healthy way. That's really yeah, good. That's good. And so that's really good too because I think it can be really easy when you think of like time management of okay, then I need to cram this in here for this accomplishment, this in here for this. But but part time management is actually part of the goal should actually just be to even give your soul mm-hmm. room to breathe, mm-hmm. to actually provide margin, yeah. to actually provide space for, I mean, deep, that, I think that's a lost art, what you just said, yeah. is deep thought, deep thinking. Actually, um, what is it, Thoreau said, an unexamined life is a life not worth living. Mm-hmm. How many times do we just live on autopilot and don't actually take time to examine mm-hmm. yeah. our ways, our thoughts, what's going on in our soul, and I just think it's really good. Mm-hmm. I think we need to... Um, I think we, I agree. I think we need to kind of assess all of those things. And then I think you order your, your, you know, order your day. Obviously there's certain things that dictate what you can and can't do. I have a job. I got to do that, which, you know, I think we also should take an approach of realizing that I don't have a job or I have to go to work. You have, you have chosen to exchange a certain amount of your time for a certain amount of money mm-hmm. i mean that's what it comes yeah. down to you're in control of that yeah. you know you know well, i have to work no you chose to work you mm-hmm. yes you need a job you need income mm-hmm. that's how you're doing it so so that's a commitment mm-hmm. so there's a commitment that i've made what are the rest of the hours in my day and how are they being used mm-hmm. i i would bet and no one wants to hear this i know this even in my own life as much as i you know i try to get up early and be disciplined and do certain things there is still a ton of time that we waste every day. Yeah. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. Like there is a ton of time that we waste every day. And, and it's, it's not always bad because I think some of that fits in the margin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I, I get up early and I, my mind goes quickly and it's whether it's through devotion time, through, um, you know, working out to sermon prep to other things that we do, meetings and stuff. Mm-hmm. I kind of am feeling a little bit spent by the time I do get home mentally mm-hmm. sometimes, you know. 
And, um, and so I, I have to kind of watch that because I can want to zone out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I have to kind of be really pay attention to that. But I, I think we have to be real honest about what we're committing to, yeah. how many things we're doing. I, I think mm-hmm. one of the things that we see today is there's such, um, there, was a, there was somebody I was listening to just the other day, they were talking about family. And w- one of the key things that they said that uh, they found has been success factors in, um, it was actually on the Zoom, uh, the Zoom call that was on when you guys mm-hmm. came in, that's right. And um, success factors for kids um, uh, with family units, um, growing up to be healthy, to have a, a faith, to all these different things. They said one of the number one factors is for a family to have one meal, one sit-down meal a day mm-hmm. together. One sit-down meal a day is one of the most life-transforming things. That there's wow. a moment where there is like relationship connection. There's other things. That's one. That's one thing I think my wife was always really adamant about, and that I feel like w- we did really well was it was, you know, mm-hmm. dinner. It was a dinner here. And it gets hard when your kids want to do extracurricular things. Sure. And so we've, we've wrestled through all of that. And so we've had to make some decisions. And, you know, again, our the way we did it with our kids was like, hey, you're going to be in, you know, for the most part, it was like you're going to be in just one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. So if you want to do that sports at one thing. And the only reason, one of the reasons why, it's not because we didn't want them to enjoy and do a bunch of things, is because we also wanted to prioritize family time. Yeah. We wanted to prioritize being together because yeah. it's hard. I mean, mm-hmm. your, your boys are kind of getting to the age yeah. where this one's wanting to do that and do that. And mm-hmm. you guys are, you know, running around trying to collect them back in and do mm-hmm. it. And it gets hard. And so it's just something to navigate. I don't yeah. think it's a problem to be solved. Mm-mm. It's a tension to manage. Mm-hmm. But making sure that there is time for, I think, family unit to connect, that takes time. Mm-hmm. And it takes a priority. Mm-hmm. And you guys do that really well. I, I know that. Like, I've been around your family enough and see that. And you guys go do fun things with your kids and do stuff like that. And I think, I think those, those investments are going to pay dividends mm-hmm. in the way your boys are going to turn out mm-hmm. and the things that they impact because of the intentionality of we do dinner together. And you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Not always and you also don't, I like that you don't let it be an excuse not to go have fun. Yeah, it, mm. it, it gives me hope. Like one yeah. day, if, oh, if, if I have my own little more family, you'd be like, you know, Rush, you have kids one day. You're not going to, I'm like, that's not true. Look at the castles. They still go cool places. Look, I hated it. Like, I feel like, I feel like getting married, like when Jessica and I were engaged, you know, I'd have people say, oh, your life, it's about, it's about to be over. It's about mm. to change. Yeah. You, you know, were like telling me that married. the other day. <laughs> you got married and, and just life just. And it's like, okay, my life is going to change, but it's not, it, you can control it. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. there's obviously things in life that you can't control. Mm-hmm. But I think what I, what I believe is that God has given each of us uh, an ability to con- within reason to control the time that we've been given. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think part of it, we have to be content with our humanness. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's even a word. Yep. Human. Embrace our limitations. I like it. Yeah. We have to be content with that, which means you can't be, you can't do everything. You yeah. can't be everything to everyone. Can't be everybody's savior. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, you know, people told me the same thing when we were, when Jessica was pregnant with Jude. It's like, oh, you better get those vacations out of the way. Mm-hmm. You know, and what I always try to say to either newly, you know, people who are about to get married or about to have kids or going through a big life change is, look, your life is going to change, but yeah. you can dictate what that change looks yeah. like to a, to a degree. And 
if you know if you and your wife have loved going to this certain spot every Friday night, well, figure out how to how to take a little baby there. You know, mm. if it if it's an appropriate place for a baby, take, yeah. try to figure out. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's going to be extra work, and you know what, you're not going to get to stay there as long, and yeah. you're not you're going to have to leave a little earlier. They might have a fit and mm -hmm. drag out, you know, fight, you know, meltdown with mm -hmm. your you know seven year old or something. Yeah. And because y'all have done that, your kids enjoy this place. They love it. They love it. They, yeah. And because it's different environments that they get to go to and experience and, you know. Um, it, it is funny to me how how much, like you're saying, those life uh, changes and those moments have dictated how people do what they do and then what they don't do. Well, there are people I used time. to spend a lot of time with and they had kids and it's like, no, we can't. I, I, I don't understand it either. can't choose not to. I also I think it's a funny, like, um, you know, because sometimes people will be like, well, you know, I don't have time to read. Mm-hmm. And I I feel like at times I have less of a, you know, because I don't have, but you're a husband, father of three, mm -hmm. a demanding job, and you read nearly 50 books in a year. Mm -hmm. yeah. I just think, like, if, if that's something you want to it's do a priority, more of. If it's a priority. If that's a priority yeah. for you, I just it, I just think all of us can look to people, not in a way that shames us, but in a way to hopefully inspire us yeah. to say that we can make time for the things that we think yeah. matter most. And mm -hmm. I think one of the things, that, a takeaway I will say within the work context, this has been um, something, a rhythm I've had that's been helpful. Maybe it'll help. And it, that you don't have to be in my context to get this. I think, you know, we all probably have a, a number of hours a day that we're committed to mm -hmm. uh, a boss, a company, an organization that, that we get compensated for. Okay, mm -hmm. that's the way it work works. But within that, you'll have responsibilities, tasks, and uh, depending on your job, some are like, you know, they're demanding you have to just sit at that place and do those things. Mm -hmm. But a, a lot of people have jobs that you have a certain, you have these different tasks and things that you need to do. I think it's important to look at and actually investigate when am I the most clear? Mm -hmm. When am I the most alert? Okay, and then based on that, put the, um, if you have the flexibility to do this, Put the tasks mm -hmm. that demand the most from you or that maybe are the, mo the most important thing mm -hmm. or the thing that brings the most return. Right. That's what I'd say. So yeah. for me, what I've done in, in that is I have intentionally created a schedule where um, the mornings all week long, mm -hmm. I don't do meetings. Mm -hmm. And every time I ask, hey, you can do that, I'm like, no, I don't do meetings. Mm -hmm. It's because that is a time where one of my primary roles is preaching mm -hmm. on the weekends and I set that time aside to go that is when I have the I can think the clearest mm -hmm. it's a time when I'm the most alert this is one of the most important things that I do in my role right you know for our church and so I have to make that a priority right and so I'm not I and but I'm also not the kind of person that can just sit down in one day and it's like I'll just spend all of Tuesday because I just go crazy after right. two or three hours right mm -hmm. like my mind I can't do it but I have found that works for me. So, like, uh, I'm just curious. On Mondays, is that more research? Tuesdays, you're, you're prepping it. Wednesdays, you're finishing prepping it. Thursdays, you're rehearsing it. Mm -mm. No? Mm -mm. What is it? I'm just curious. Is it, it, may, it may look different every week. Yeah, but it is different a little bit every week, depending on how much of a jump I have on it, how much mm -hmm. I know where I'm going, what direction. Monday is really a lot of trying to form the direction and pull together all of that Tuesday tends to be a lot more of study. Mm -hmm. So on Tuesday, I tend to actually, like whatever my passage or passages are, I spend a lot more time kind of studying and breaking them down, kind of pulling out of it what, what I do. Wednesday, and again, it's not always this organized. It's kind of just sure. as it comes. Wednesday is where I'm really starting to try to get it together on 
on like my manuscript form. So I'll start to work on it, kind of the, some of the creative angles I want to put on it and mm -hmm. do that. Um, I feel a lot better when I can have a majority of it kind of down before I even get to Thursday. It does not always happen. Thursday morning, I'm trying to finish up my manuscript, um, do that. I will sometimes go over it then, but a lot of times I will practice outside mm -hmm. of my my work block. Yeah. Um, but then sometimes it will as well on Thursday, mm -hmm. and I try to be done by noon on Thursday to get yeah. my 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 stuff off so that yeah. they can get notes and things in. And so, but I, it's like a process where I need that time. So when I talk about time, what the weeks that everybody loves holiday weeks are the most difficult. <laughs> because Monday mm -hmm. we were off for New Year's or whatever, and so we would go, and, and that's great. I enjoy that time. I, my, usually my daughters are not in school, so we go do stuff, yeah. but I lost a day. Mm -hmm. And then we moved some of the stuff that we would do Monday morning to Tuesday, and it's like, okay, I have three mornings to try to pull this together yeah. in time to get the notes, and so that's when it gets stressful. Yeah. So it's 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 about, and it, mm -hmm. it really is for me, that portion of it is managing my time, which is really hard. By the way, for anybody listening or watching that would want to be interested in the book, they actually, Carrie actually has a lot of uh, practical tips if you're in a traditional nine to five. He even says, he gives a lot of tips on um, how to, to calendar out your lunches and decide who you're going to meet with and who you're not going to meet with oh, and how good. to make some lunches. Hey, let's make this a 10-minute conversation now. He just gives mm -hmm. a lot of practical, even like interpersonal tips. But he also talks about if you think there's a better way you could use your schedule, he actually gives verbiage and approaches for someone to bring to their boss to say, hey, could, we, could I try an experiment for a month? I found that you know I actually, I would love somebody to, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. hey, I've been thinking about my schedule. Yeah. You know, and, and, yeah. and, you know, there's been different versions of that, you know, from people that I get to get to lead. But, like, that, to me, that shows, like, Hey, I've thought through how I can mm -hmm. I can make the biggest impact. Yep. And, There's and not a very many supervisors that would not be thrilled right. to death if you mm -hmm. walked up to them and said, "I know, you know, mm -hmm. they, they would this love might it." Might look different, right? But I've thought about this. Yeah. And what do you think about a schedule like this? Because this mm -hmm. is how this yeah. would work, or the, you know, this yeah. Is and after two months, could we come back and revisit? And yeah. if you don't like the results, then we can change. Yeah. I think oh. the book, the, the the one book <laughs> that love I will language say, almost. <laughs> yeah, that's your love language. Is that your love language? Yeah. Um, the one book that we were referencing before, I think, was called High Impact Leader. Okay. That was the one. I've heard that, that's amazing. Actually. Yeah. So High Impact Leader was one of his books, and I feel like he's kind of stayed in that vein with this other book, At Your Best, because that's where he first started talking mm -hmm. about these are the times when I have the most energy. So he talked about energy management, not just time management, right. in that book. Yeah. So these are just a couple resources, I would I, say. Yeah, I think uh, that we've we've given that people can. Another use. little fun side thing: Have you ever? Because you you watch or read Tim Ferriss sometimes, don't you? Every now and then. Yeah. He 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 went on another. He went from time management, energy management. He talks about the importance of mood management mm. in managing your time. How how do we manage all this? I'm gonna need a manager to manage <laughs> my time management, energy management, well, and mood say, management. I like you know, just I know. Not everybody likes to read, but yeah. I think what you can do is you can go to some of these books. And just kind of do that's what I do. Do a rabbit trail of okay, you know I'm looking up um, essentialism by Greg McCown, the book I talked about earlier, and I'll just go to like other people read, you know. And you just find different types of similar books that, mm. you know, one that I found in that same way is called Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport, mm. and it's like it's choosing. It's the tagline is choosing a focused life in a noisy world. Well, I yeah. found that wow. because I just went on a I went on a rabbit trail, mm -hmm. and it's like if mm -hmm. if you're really looking to for examples or methods or ways to manage your time because you got to figure out what works for you yeah. you yeah. know and 
then then go on a rabbit trail on books and mm-hmm. podcasts. I mean, you know, yeah. you know, Carrie Newhoff obviously is an incredible one to listen to. But I think, I think you know, we've talked about it a lot um, about what you input into yeah. your into your mind is what yep. you're, you know, you, how do you phrase it? You say what you input is what you output. Mm-hmm. Is that, yeah. You know, and the quality of your input will determine the quality of your output. It, I mean, mm-hmm. if people would, and I am continuing to learn that, but if people would really take that and like, okay, what are you consuming that's going to help you be a, be a better version of, you know, how God has made you. Right. Yeah. Um, and cause there's so many resources and they change, you know, ruthless elimination of hurry was a yeah. book I read yeah. you know, two years ago. Yeah. I read it again. Um, a couple mm. weeks ago, mm. and even some of the practical tools that he had in there, it was yeah. interesting because within two years, our phones do a lot of what he said to do manually. Well, yeah, um, shut off notifications. Shut off notifications, and like you know, and so I remember two years ago going through and like, okay, I don't need to get a notification from them. I'll turn that off. Don't need to get a notification from you them. You ever put a gray scale? I did, tr- I did do that. <laughs> but then it's like now we have all these features with the new the, update. Yeah. It's like... You can set that with like one button. One, yeah, I do that. And so I think as technology gets more noisy, I think also it, we're going to get more resources to be able to control it. Yeah, yeah. if and, we choose. And I think maybe that's a good takeaway. Maybe it's a good, a good yeah. takeaway for this. I think the thing that I would encourage everybody because I, I mean, this is something we all have to work on. You know, we're at the beginning of a new year, mm-hmm. and everybody, as you said earlier, everybody is so focused on okay, this is a year where I'm going to get control of my finances, I'm going to get control of my health, I'm going to get control of my weight, I'm going to get control of my eating, I'm going to get control. Of, a better place to start mm-hmm. is getting control of your time mm-hmm. because all of those things yeah. require time. Right. All of those yeah. things, and the reason why we struggle yeah. to have time to work out. I just don't have time. Mm. The reason why we um, eat so poorly is because we don't plan ahead, and so we're running from place to place, and we just got to swing by Wendy's and get something, right? I mean, is, is there's this so a many... subtle attack? I mean, no, I didn't, <laughs> does this hit home? I, no, this is. But I, I do think that why wouldn't we ever mm-hmm. take some time to actually say, "I'm going to get control of my time." So if yeah. I have control of my time, just read some of these books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, I just think it's easy to listen to some people talk about this, but what we're telling. Mm-hmm. What I would say to you is that it was books like this that helped me organize yeah. my life in a way that I have time yeah. for my family or I have mm-hmm. time with my kids and I have time. And I've lost time because of allowing things to really take control and yeah. dictate that I won't get back. Right. You know, and so like in in the in the back of my mind, it's like, OK, I don't want to do that again. I want to make those mistakes. And yeah. so not like I want to redeem the time. Mm-hmm. Redeem means I'm going to. I'm going to take and I'm going to make what was something that was bad or painful this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make it good again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so to me, I think it, it, maybe this could just be a, a small way. If you go, I just don't know that I'm ready to get turn my whole life around and get mm-hmm. all in shape. Okay, then just start with your time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go and say, I'm going to find out where I'm the most productive. I'm going to put mm-hmm. some energy into that. I'm going to make sure that I prioritize what's important and learn to say no. Yeah. So that you can actually make time for those that matter the most. And you'll probably see some changes in your Mm -hmm. life. You will. You will. Yeah. And just um, maybe a little spiritual encouragement for anyone that just, I know for me, sometimes when I start doing this, I'm consumed with regret for time wasted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And this isn't a a fallback um, cliche that can make all that go away. But they're one of my favorite promises in Scripture, and it's mysterious. I don't know how it all works is a, a promise through the prophet Joel that God is able to even restore the years mm-hmm. the locusts have eaten. Mm-hmm. And, and I think there's something powerful starting a new year uh, and bringing your regret um, into the 
presence of God and making commitments yeah. to steward your time better, but also with this just maybe crazy belief that God has a way of redeeming and restoring yeah. even the years. Um, and uh, that's good. I know people that have talked about they've, they they feel like a part of their life's been wasted, and then they stepped into a new decade, they stepped into a new year, where just the exponential growth in that one year just overtook all the wasted years. Mm, yeah. And so just a, th- a thought of hope maybe to rally around. Yeah. But it's also going to take us taking practical, proactive steps. Yeah. yeah. To make the most of our time. So Good. thank you, too, for yeah. the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you two both inspire me in this area. Mm. And uh, this makes me want to immediately leave work today when it's done and go to the gym, not put it off, not eat Massey's <laughs> tonight. And then You're get, not eating Massey's tonight? And then tonight? get up early. Did you eat yeah. Massey's last night? Yeah. Okay. But I did work out last night. That's good. But, I, yeah. Uh, and, and if anybody has a magic, email me in if you have. I'll, I want to hear your, your tips. I am um, a morning person it's the alarm in theory. Clock app. Um, I love the idea. And I used to be able to get up super early. I, I, I've been struggling lately. So if you have any tips, um, let us know your tips for productivity and yeah. time management. Good. And thank you, as always, for listening in. If you have any feedback questions send them to the podcast at the x.church as always if you found this helpful share it around rate review subscribe we love you we'll see you next week